This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We are joined this afternoon by Ashton Harrison driving the 93, oh no, what's the car? Acura. Acura. Yep, that one. (laughs) I was looking at the side like literally 45 seconds ago and it just, at this point in the day, it totally blanked. Anyway, it's your first Rolex. How are you feeling going into it? Uh, we're in a really good spot, so I'm, I'm feeling very positive. I'm feeling really happy for the team to perform. And Kyle did a mega job in qualifying, so I think that that sets us up for uh, you know a good start. But at the end of the day, if the team was 100%, we're 100%. We can't control anything else out on track. So I feel like for us, is the goal is to be smart, make the best moves, and obviously need to be fast and competitive. And I think I think we have those fast and competitiveness thing down, but at the same time anything could happen i mean i watched uh you know cadillac lose the race from a bad tire on the last lap yep. and so anything can happen so you're not new to endurance racing right you did the gt world challenge and like the eight hour indie and all that kind of stuff but does 24 hours seem extremely daunting or is that like just part of the game basically well, I've done um, the Thunder Hill 25 hour okay. twice. Not that it was in a car like this, but it was an endurance race, yeah. so it was long. Um, and then working with the teammates and has the whole stress factor. Now that we're on a, a, a you know actual pro level with this, it, it's almost it. It kind of just falls back into place. Like I know what to do. I I know my team can handle it. I've been preparing for this mentally, physically. My teammates are more than prepared as well. And yeah, I mean, we're working with WTR with Andretti, and they have so much experience as well, so we're able to lean on them. But Racers and Motorsports is, has put in a lot of hard work to prepare for this, and, and they've done this race before numerous times. So really, it's more about, for them and us, we're coming back into the paddock. And what's really funny is, like, we're over here in the awning, and everybody else is in the, the big Daytona garages. And when we came in, I was like, hey, that kind of sucks. I kind of wish we had walls or, you know, just something that we could maybe decorate in the back or something. And then I, my dad made a really good point because he was like, you know what? If you win the race, not that we obviously we might get a garage, but it would make even more of a statement. Yeah. And that point. would be super cool. And so, yeah, it gives us a chance to, um, gives us a chance to prove ourselves. Yeah. But also, it's pretty awesome. I went out there and qualified as well as we did. And we're way over here and get a lot less foot traffic. But it's okay because uh, the team's working hard and... I guess in a way you could look at it like we have a lot more or a lot less distractions of people just walking into the garage because we're we're able to prep. So you're teamed up this year with Ryan Briscoe, and I know I saw like the I'm with Ryan on social media. So what's it like working with you know such an experienced driver who's driven I mean more cars than I can remember off the top of my head? Uh, it's been awesome. I absolutely love having him as a teammate. He he came into this team like 
just ready to learn. He's never been an actor in a section 3 before, but he's obviously been behind the wheel of a lot of things. So he jumped in and he was as fast as the rest of us. I mean, it, it took him no time getting up to speed and he had a lot of great questions and a lot of great suggestions. I mean, the guys worked with some of the most top tier prestigious teams and um, he's won the Rolex three times. And so we've been giving him a hard time. Like, first off, when you win your fourth, that means we won our first. So no pressure, but I need you to be like the star set fourth driver. You've never been in your whole entire life. <laughs> so, you know, we've been giving him a hard time. Or I, I guess more me because I give everybody a hard time. That's my way of showing affection. But Sounds we've been, yeah, we've been driving. <laughs> we've been driving around the golf cart. We're out walking around, and you know, everybody's like, uh, Ryan, Ryan, and and was like, I'm with Ryan. And so that's where the I'm with Ryan came from was just being able to walk around with him. He's, he's just such a nice guy. He's a great teammate, and all the all the boys seem to really like him. Yeah, between um, anything that you've learned, I guess, from him and his wins, but also from your experience in doing 24 hours endurance races, what are like the top skills or things that you think are going to translate really well and that you're going like, to pull on and leverage for this race? Yeah, for me, I feel like we're, as we've been working with him, um, he's had a lot of great suggestions that would be more along the mechanical side on something that maybe I, maybe I personally didn't think of, but Kyle and Danny had. And so for me, I'm always learning and I'm always leaning on my teammates to get more experience because all of them have got a lot more experience than me but you know I've been working with him now on a coaching side with getting more confident in a couple areas and it's really nice and refreshing to work with people like him on that caliber where he's, he's like okay well just do it and it's like oh wow never thought of that like I'm just gonna go out there and do it but he's not being like He's being very calm about where it's like, look, we have 24 hours. Instead of feeling like that pressure where you're like, gotta go, go, go. This is this is a 24-hour sprint race. But it also is a, we have 24 hours, we have to be smart. And he is that type of person, that mentality where it's like, just, you know, you have three great teammates that hit my marks. I do what I'm supposed to do. And uh, we'll all be successful. And sometimes I think we all get wrapped up in the, oh my God, I'm three tenths off here. And it's like, but we have so many laps to be had ahead. And he's, he's great for kind of getting everybody grounded again because he's won this race. He knows how it works. How do you remember to keep a cool head in situations like that? Obviously, it's you're going for long periods of time and long sprints. So is there any things that you pull on to just keep your mind on strategy and keep your mind sharp? Yeah, I mean, there are some things that I like to do like before getting into the car. I want as little stress as possible. And, you know, the team is really good about if you don't have anything to do in pit lane, then don't stress this out like there's no standing around like everybody has a job and um for me having the right people around me is super important I mean I'm I would like to consider myself a mentally strong person I don't let things get on the, underneath my skin um I don't let certain situations that I can't control really upset me because it is what it is but at the same time I don't need someone just standing around or just talking to me for absolutely no reason especially when I have my helmet on and I'm about to get into the car and so I feel like the like my nutritionist is a really a big role because she does a great job on just helping me stay on my nutritional side because as drivers sometimes we get so worked up like okay this is what I'm going to do I'm going to accomplish these three things in my stint and then I'm like oh my god I'm getting in in 30 minutes and I've only had a banana you know or something so she plays a huge role and that's a big that's a big mental as well if I'm not physically feeling up to par I'm not going to perform well in my own headspace but I know that we're as fast as these other GT3 factory teams and that's not us but it's awesome to be at, at their level and so when I go out there to drive for even a double stint I'm like it is what it is we're going to try our best 
so yeah it's, it's exciting and I think that for at least for me and my growth I, I always want to get better and the long stints just train you to do that so can you talk a little bit more about the, the like Wayne Taylor and Dreddy connection? Like, wh- how does that work with you guys and the partnership with them? Yeah, great question. Everybody's been asking that. Um, fair enough, because it, it did kind of come out. And everybody's like, whoa, I no idea. And so it has been in the works for a little bit. And for us with Racers Edge Motorsports and partnering with WTR and Dreddy, is the originally whenever we started the GT3 program with. WTR, the 12 hours of Sebring, it was WTR with Racer's Edge Motorsports. So Racer's Edge has the car and the crew and the team and everything that we need to perform at this level. And I've been driving for WTR for a while. So we kind of just lean on them for some support and anything we might need. But the team's really been great on, I mean, they were ready to do this immediately whenever we signed up. So we wanted to do it. So we're, they're really there to help support in case we need anything. But when the WTR with Andretti came out, program's the same. We just get this extended help. So if we needed it. But at the end of the day, this is Racer's Edge Motorsports team. This is their car. This is their crew members. And then we have the drivers come on. And it's it's been great the way it's been working out. And, I mean, knock on wood, you know, we really haven't need to lean on them so much. But this weekend we do have a couple WTR crew that are here. And, um, yeah, and... They, they're over the wall. They're helping support us with some tire changes and the fueling. So, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. It's nice to have them on board, but we're sharing a pit stall with them and Travis Hogue, who's the vice president over at uh, WTR, who also is more like a big, plays a big role in what I do and He's like right in the middle between the two tents. So it's like here's the GTP and then here's us and his his little his little chair and table are sitting like right in the middle and he can he can see us and then I look down and he's like staring at us and I'm like Don't worry, we're all good. So coming into the your first, you know, Rolex twenty four, is there anything, you know, preparation wise either with the team or just kind of as you've you know, been at the roar for the last week that you didn't expect? Um, I don't know. I, I, I felt pretty prepared for everything. I think for me, I didn't expect the... I didn't really expect the P3 cars to be as much in the way as they were. At Sebring, they were in the way, but I feel like that they've been just on another level this week, last couple weeks and stuff. So... You know, I respect the fact that they're out here, and some of them are really, really good. You can tell when the pros are in the car, and then also you can tell when the uh, non-pros are in the car. And 
I, I appreciate that they're out there and they're just sometimes yeah. like the fly that where GT3 cars are just as fast as them in the corners, but they are really fast because they have the aero, and it's like we're constantly fighting with the same one for laps. <laughs> so it, that's probably been my biggest challenge with them. But for me, physically and mentally, we, I feel like I, I was really happy and pleased with my preparation. Um, as one of seven women who are racing in the Rolex, how do you think that that's going to potentially change or show future generations of young girls and women who maybe want to get into racing or don't know much about racing, um, how do you think that that might change you know, other people's trajectories? Yeah, a great question. Um, hopefully we all do well. I think that that plays a big role in it. And my, my experience is when, when there's a lot of women on track, you know, we, we really don't see each other hardly ever, even if it's on track or off track in, in the paddock because we're with our own teams. and and stuff but when the cars and the team perform really well is when we do get the exposure and then sometimes when the car or team for whatever reason at all even if it's completely out of the driver or team stands happens and then sometimes I think it gets the bad rep where it's like oh well you know, this team didn't do so well but the team that it's a girl or all girl team that had well and was out of their control but they were competing it sometimes gets looked at like oh well that's the obvious answer why they didn't do well me personally haven't had that happen but I have just kind of felt like some of my other teammates and friends have been like that before and, and you know I think that they felt like well now they're now they think that it's us and sometimes it is to feel like that but for, for me I've always felt like I've had a really good team and um, we've had a lot of really good luck and I I love working with my teammates that I have and for the future generation, I think it gives them the chance to see, like, oh, you can be as many as they want on there, or you can be one of us, or there can be 50 of us, and, and we're all out there respecting each other's space, and just like the men do, they're out there, we're competing, and, you know, we're, they're, you have friends, and then you have competitors, and there's a, you know, there's a race going on, there's something that we all want to go win, and I think that also shows them that you can, you can do both, and you, know, you can be friends out the track and outside of the track and then when there's a race going on we're, we're competing against men and women it's like yeah we had a coffee this morning but I'm trying to win a Rolex now so <laughs> so can you kind of compare what the like Lamborghini Super Trofeo driving that experience is like compared to the GT3 I know you have experience from last year in the Acura but so what was it like kind of maybe in terms of performance is there a big, big gap a big oh between yeah them? Okay. oh they're so different I, I really struggled last year getting or going between the Trofeo and the GT3 car because I feel like most people, even though they're drivers still, if they haven't driven the Trofeos, which a lot of people have not, but there are there are quite a bit who have, but the ones that have not are always like, oh, I mean, it can't be that hard. There, you know, there's a GT car, it's got aero, it's got power, and it's got some controls that you can handle in the in the steering wheel, but. Really, they are just so different. I mean, we're talking about Trofeo. It's got over 650 horsepower, a lot less aero. We have not as many controls or setups uh, situations that we can take advantage of versus we have a fully functioning race car with race performance equipment on it. You got about... You got most of that on the Super Trofeo, but they just handle completely different. And you're a little bit more limited on the Trofeo side versus over at the GT3. We have so many options that we can kind of toy around with and make the setup better. So I really love the Super Trofeos. I mean, they're just so fast. But I was excited to kind of focus on just the GT3 this year because it took me a while to get back and forth between the two. And once I got... Once I got readjusted, it was race time. And so, and you're sharing it with a teammate, so really you get what, like, 
12 minutes are on track total and maybe of clear traffic. And so I was really excited to hear I was focusing on the one car. But I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss driving them. Do you feel like you've gotten the like the accurate? Because you said there's a little bit more work going into the setup, like more kind of tuned to your driving style at this point, or there's a little bit still more work to do. I know. I, I at first it was really hard for me to get adjusted to the Acura, but that's because I spent four seasons yeah. in a Super Trofeo that's so stiff, and the braking is important in Super Trofeo, but in reality, the power off the corner is key in Super Trofeo because we're talking 650 horsepower with limited aero. So it, I mean, you gotta like put it on the nose stop the car point it, and give it gas completely opposite in the nsx so it took me a minute to trust the braking because the so different but once i got it down i was like having a hard time getting back into the trofeo it wasn't necessarily getting back in the nsx it was really changing my driving style again so i i really really love the acura i'm not just saying that because i've been driving it for two seasons i really do fit it well and yeah i mean i, I feel like that i've grown a lot not just because I happen to have a great teammate last year and I have great teammates this year, but the car itself fits me really well. And I mean, Race Edge Motorsports has so much experience with it and seems to be good. I have one more. So, you know, you talked about your last couple of years doing Super Trofeo and, you know, how did your you know, racing career start and, you know, leading up to this point, how did you get here? Series, cars, and all that fun stuff. So I started driving in 2015. I started Spec Miata. I want to say it's 2015. It might have been 14, but either way, I started driving in Spec Miata, and I did a couple seasons of Spec Miata in the southeast side with SCCA and ASA, and then I joined the MX5 Cup whenever the ND model came out in 2016. I spent three years with that, and even when they were racing here this weekend, uh, this morning, even though they're just ungodly loud it's like i need earplugs i never thought i was gonna need earplugs for a mazda miata but i was watching them and i'm just like oh i'm like trying to guess what they're gonna do and i'm just like getting all worked up and then we have practice and i'm like okay time to calm back down because they're just so exciting and i miss i miss driving those and bump drafting is always so fun but i did three years of that and then i went to wayne taylor racing with their super trofeo program i spent four seasons with that and i probably my biggest learning curve and that's where I really started to grow as a GT driver was in that program and won a lot of races never quite a championship a lot of really close calls but hey that's sometimes how careers go and then I ended up winning my first championship last year with uh, Mario Farnbacher with Races Edge Motorsports and that was had a roller coaster year of its own where I thought started off the year really strong and then it got went downhill very quickly and then we had to turn it around and then we ended up going all the way to the very last like 30 minutes of the NDA hour and we we clinched championship which I hope to never have something that close again because that was very stressful we knew all we had to do was finish the race because the other competitors had a mechanical and I was like oh my god we have an eight hour race and they had mechanicals two hours in we have to finish this race (laughs) we have to stay on this lap and then it became an all out safe like play it safe but go hard I don't like doing that, but Doesn't we, sound as yeah, fun. but we did it, and that was super special, and had a great time with that. And so, moving into the full season of endurance racing with WeatherTech was kind of like an obvious thing. That's what we wanted to go do, and upset that I don't have Mario with me, but you know, I'm, I'll be seeing him soon. All right, well, we'll wrap it there. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.